Blog Talk Radio. Stop it right there because we can't afford it. We can't even afford to play a cover band playing John Williams. <laughs> I was we're, getting worried about. I was about to break out my checkbook. Yeah. I don't know if we can we're afford too, this. We're, we're too broke, and unless you guys send us money, we don't eat. That's basically what's happening here. Hey, this is Ross, motherfucking Ross, out here in Los Angeles. And you got yourself for Tony Lamar out here in Austin, Texas. And this is movie hype. We're going to be doing a special Star Wars edition. Rogue One being released on DVD next week. And, but it's and, out on um, digital, which I, I support. You can get it, it right is now. Already, it is already yep. out on digital, but it's coming out on a hard copy that you can take home with artwork that you can hug. And uh, But what I want to ask, this is a, a question I'd like to start with. Now that we have Rogue One as part of this canon, where do you start a new person who's never seen Star Wars before? I will still start with Star Wars. With episode no, I, four? Mm-hmm. I would. The when, now, I know the when do you... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm saying there is a new order to watch these movies, which I forgot the formula, but I'm sure you can look it up. But anybody who's in, who wants to, who has never seen Star Wars, I start with episode four, period. And I want them to go through the same journey I went through because that's how you become a real fan, a great fan. You know, that's how I look at it. That's how okay. I see. I see it differently, but I have an issue with it because, although I believe honestly that you should now start with Rogue One and then go into Episode Four because they just bridge so well together, and and tell the story that way. That's the way I would do it personally. But on the other hand, to start somebody off with such a bleak. And depressing <laughs> film. I mean, everybody. And spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it yet, it doesn't end well for our heroes. Let's no. just say that there are no There's sequels re- in Rogue. There, there are a reason they don't appear in Episode Four, and not because it was made, tw- you know, thirty years ago. <laughs> well, here's something you may not know: the next Rogue Two is just one guy, and he's a pilot. So that's. Yeah. They don't touch it anymore. They don't touch it. They don't touch it. No, and that's but, and that's absolutely right. And that's the way it should be. And I love that. And I, I have I commend it. But I think it would be so cool to introduce somebody again. I don't know if it would work for a kid. I, I, I don't know how a kid would react to it though. I would have to see it for myself. It'd be an interesting experiment. But I have no I have no children of my own and I can't experiment on the neighbor kids anymore, not with the restraining. Not order. after the um not after the incident. Thing. Yeah, we're not yeah, allowed sorry, to do it anymore. It, so, so anyway, um, the um, but what I was going to say is, um, I I think that it would be interesting to be like, wow, there is absolutely no hope. Like everything that happens at the end of of Rogue One, you're like, how is anyone going to have any hope against that weapon? I mean, it's already it's out there now. Plans or no plans, that thing is just. How do you fight it, right? And then we get the new hope, and boom, we get to see what the new hope is really all about. And I think it gives a little more weight to that fight at the Death Star. Oh, I I, I hear what you're saying, but the thing is, let's look at Rogue One. I mean, you, you don't see the Empire as a threat they as they were in in Star Wars in A New Hope. 
not, I mean, you see him like occupying Jeddah and stuff like that, but you mm-hmm. don't feel the real presence of how bad the Empire is, like like you do in A New Hope. In my well, in a, in a sense, you shouldn't, because it's not until A New Hope that they, you know, get rid of, they dissolve the Senate, and they actually really do take over and become the Empire that they are. And in in uh, Rogue One, in a sense, there's still this bureaucracy. So, you know, they, they don't quite have the same control, the same power that they do have in just, a, you know, a short time. It's not like episode four happens years after. It's immediately after. Yeah, know. well, the thing is, if you got to think where this episode one actually follows, it actually follows, you know, Rebels and Clone Wars and Revenge of the mm-hmm. Sith. You know, so it pretty much is a tail end. Yes, it does bridge a lot of years gone by, and I think, like, you know, the Clone Wars touch on that, and then even Rebels to a certain point. But the thing is that you really, you look at it, it's following the, the path from episode one, not Absolutely. four. I see what you're saying. Now, if, if I would have to say, if there was a way to, if George Lucas or Disney had the wisdom to cut Luke and Leia out of episode three, have no mention of the of the children in episode three, just say that she's pregnant, and then that be the end of it. You don't hear any more about it. And then you find out later that, you know, before she had died, that she actually did give birth to these kids that in secret or whatever. And, uh-huh. and I would actually start somebody's journey with episode three and have them do three and then rogue squadron and then four. And I think that would tell an interesting story. I think well. we did touch on that. I, I, I remember saying that it would have been cool if revenge of the Sith only show from what Darth Vader knows that you know she died giving birth, like and she did you know the child didn't yeah, survive. Yeah, but she, even the even the dying giving birth doesn't need to all he needs to know is that she died. And and they could have made it ambiguous as to what have it be the Emperor's telling him, you know, Palpatine's the one telling him this. Mm-hmm. And so how can you really trust it? Because you know he's so ma- manipulative and all of that. And at the same time, we know, yeah, she actually did die, or you know, or maybe we don't know. Maybe that's left a question yeah. of the audience whether she survived or not. And then we find out later, no, she actually died off screen or whatever. But Hollywood yeah. doesn't have the guts to do off screen. You, and plus, you gotta keep in mind, you, you, you gotta keep in mind if you start from episode one, you miss that whole shock value of finding out oh, that no. Luke is. Yeah, I would never start from episode one, and that's what I mean. The only way you could do it is if you eliminated Luke and Leia from episode three. Yeah, the entire reference to them—they can't, their names can't be mentioned because yeah. it does it destroys that entire thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, so far like the this last one, and let's, I'm gonna jump ahead to episode seven. Uh-huh. I'm gonna ask you. Actually, it's a two-part question. Uh oh. When when you saw Phantom Menace, put on okay. my thinking helmet. And you and you walked out of that theater. Were you like, I'm really disappointed, or I'm forcing myself to like it because I'm a Star Wars fan? Because the reason why I asked that question because that's a lot of people are asking now that, that us Star Wars fans, we're forcing ourselves to say, hey, fan, I mean, the, the Force Awakens is a good movie. Yet it's pretty much almost a carbon copy of the first, of Star Wars Episode Four. So oh, do you? If, if you remember my review of Episode Seven, I definitely have my issues with it. I do uh-huh. think it's a good film. At the same time, there was aspects of episode one that that I really loved. 
even back then, even as much as I hated Jar Jar and I thought it was all cornball and everything, I absolutely ate up the pod racing scene. And I oh, absolutely yeah. ate up the duel at the end with Darth Maul against two Jedi and him not only keeping his own, but kicking ass, dude. And, How and, awesome are the Sith that he was taking on two skilled Jedi. Jedi. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like these guys, you know, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi wasn't a beginner. He was just about done with the trial. So here's a skilled Jedi and his master. And and uh, Darth Maul almost took them both out. You know, took one pretty, of yeah. them out, almost took them both out. And realistically, and if it was real life, he would have taken them both out. There's no way that he would have lost to Obi-Wan. That, and that's, that's a the end true Star life. Wars fan right there, because most Star Wars fans only like those particular scenes from the Phantom Menace. You're going to pick scenes mm-hmm. out of, the, of the, the prequels, because it's it's a hard watch. I I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I, I could not, like, hey, it was put on Phantom Menace. No, I'm, I'm a watch Star Wars scene. fan who loves C-SPAN. And I couldn't get into all that Senate shit, get that Galactic Senate crap off my screen. Uh-huh. It's not interesting or anything. So, yeah, I understand that. But with the news, my thing with, with Star Wars Episode Seven, The, uh-huh. the Force Awakens, I think is reawakening, not trying, no pun intended, uh, the Star Wars fans are getting together. We're going to go with the whole new journey because we're doing a whole new you know, thing now. We're moving forward. We're going to finish the story with the Skywalkers, and but then it's a whole new world with Star Wars, man. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's happening here. And I, that's why I think they wanted that film to have a lot of, you know, you know, little nuggets from that episode. You know, just some little bits from episode four to keep it on track, possibly. I don't know. Just some familiarity with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it. I, I, I do have the Blu-ray. I do have it. I own it. And it's I, I like it a lot. It's, it's not... It's not in like the top four, or is it? Right. I never. I, I rank. It's still a, d- a decent film, and it, it gets me excited of, of things to come. I mean, dude, do you do you see? Even if say five years from now, do you see the old Republic? Do you imagine that being on the big screen? Oh, without a doubt, I would love to see something. You know, way in the in the. Uh, past. I'd love to see the hyperspace wars. I'd love to see, there's a lot of things I'd love to see from the stories. But my issue with, with episode seven didn't come from the fact that it was just a carbon copy. It had those issues, but I can deal with that. The issues I had were more of the characters that they built. For one thing, I just found Kylo Ren to be a completely uninteresting villain. He does not inspire any kind of terror to me. He comes off like a petulant child more than uh, a galactic you know, villain. So, yeah, he doesn't. When Vader came on screen the first time, all you thought was, oh my God, this guy is just overwhelmingly scary. Like, if that walked into your house, you would be shitting in your pants immediately. There'd be no choice. Come on, you your know, first the, image of him is threatening. He just comes in the room after a battle and, like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, and he's just looking. He's looking at carnage, and then walking into where the battle's taking place. I'm looking for something. I'm here. And that's one thing cool about Vader. He's always on the front know? line. He's always in the middle of the mix. They right on Hoth, he was right the there. Exactly. Even on Hoth, though, he's right there in uh, in uh, the the caves in everywhere. He's just there. He's he's ready to be. And and even up to Palpatine, he was Palpatine's last line of defense against Luke Skywalker. That is true. That's you know? true. And also, that you think about, he did the same thing in Rogue One. Vader mm-hmm. comes in, man. He comes in, busted up ships out of hyperspace. 
Yep. You know, he come, I'm here to wreck shop, and he does that. And he's in that same presence, even at the end of Rogue One. It's right. And Vader, oh my goodness. I don't know what they are going to do in episode eight, but they really seriously need to kick up the level of what Kylo Ren's character is and what is, what are the abilities that he has? Why is he a scary guy? The, the chump way that he took out uh, Harrison Ford was just weak. It wasn't again, not interesting. All he did was trick him. He had his lightsaber off. He turned it on. That's not a, that's not a valiant kill. That isn't honorable. There's nothing even Vader would have looked down on that, I think. You know, and here's this guy trying to emulate Vader. I don't see him doing it. But, yeah, but yeah. Uh, let's see what happens. I mean, I'm definitely going for episode eight. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, we'll find out sure enough. And here's a little thing, guys. We just want to do a little sneak peek of Star Wars uh, on Movie High because in about two weeks – there's going to be some news dropping about Star Wars. And I want to make my prediction now before we run out of time. I'm predicting they're going to have a new trailer. They're going to have um, – they're going to hopefully announce Obi-Wan as a, as a singular movie, not a, tr- not a trilogy, just one film. Those are the things I'm really hoping for. And maybe a release date of Star Wars Land in, in Disney World. I think yeah, we'll, see. We'll, we'll see what happens. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you know we're gonna if we have the Obi Wan movie sooner or later, there's gonna be Yoda the film. I don't think they will. I, I don't hope think not. So. Oh, I hope. I don't not. think they will. I, I really hope will. not. I hope if they do it, he comes to Earth and he meets Elliot, meets Reese's Pieces. There's a connection, people. There we is a never connection. know. Anyway, I'm Motherfucker Ross. You can find me at Mother F. Ross on Twitter and MotherFuckerRoss.com. Uh, and you can find me online. Just go to my Twitter, which is at Tony underscore Lamar. Just find me on YouTube. Just look up Tony Lamar. I'm out there, people. And remember, we are going to have a big show in a couple of weeks. As soon as these new trailers drop, as soon as the new information, the new Star Wars details come out, we will be here to bring them to you because this is what we love, man. This is oh yeah, we are we are children when it comes to Star Wars. We'll never yeah. grow up. Yeah, yeah, never, 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 Star, never. Star Wars is my happy thought. If I had to fly, it would be Star Wars that I would be thinking of. After my uncle I Russell, I uh, love Star Wars. Before it was Uncle Russell in a special way, but since I discovered Star Wars, it's uh, it saved my childhood. It really did. It's cool. Uncle Russell doesn't give you those candies anymore. No. So, um, <laughs> thank you. I hope there's not really an Uncle Russell. I'm sorry if there is out there. <laughs> I just want to say. But uh, I, I'm Mother Ross, and this is uh, Tony Lamar, and we will catch you guys later. Later, people. <laughs> this little, this little